Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, we are welcome to episode 12 of Biblical Phronesis. This is the one of it. We continue with our review of John Maswell's The 360 Degree Leader. As a preamble to this particular episode that is entitled Seven Practices of Leading Down, we have to note that leaders really take time to positively influence and end the admiration of their followers. Rather, they want, they want to end the admiration of their superior over whom they have no single authority. When this occurs, we have what we term high service of late service, which becomes the order of the day with such leaders. That is why one must learn the practices of leading down in an organization. In, that world, in other words, we need to learn the practice of leading our followers. So we have two central questions in this particular episode, beloved. Number one is how do one lead followers or how do one lead subordinate successfully? And what are the practices of the one leading followers successfully? These are what we'll be looking at in this particular episode. Brethren, mainstream media as well as Christian literature indicates that leading down or leading downwards in an organization is akin to leading followers. Christian followership means working with a leader to fulfill his or her vision successfully. A leader should check if the followers are willing to follow them with required abilities, skills, knowledge, and action to reach God-ordained destination. That's why it's important for us to be reflective leaders. So what makes 360 degree leaders unique and effective? What makes them effective is the fact that they often take the time and effort to earn the influence of their followers, just as they expend the same amount of energy to, to influence and earn the administration of people that are leading them. As a 3D, 60 degree leader, when one leads them, you must do more than just getting people to follow you in a docile manner. You have to help people to discover and reach their own potential, your followers, that is. You have to show them the way by becoming a role model for you, for them that they can follow. That's why Apostle Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. We also have to help our followers become part of something bigger than, them, than, than themselves, something they can aspire to, something that inspires them. And more importantly, you have to recognize their effort for contributing to progress that you make in an organization. So if we look at the seven practices of leading down, we start with the first practice, number one, which speaks to walking slowly through the hall. That's what John Maxwell called it. Walk slowly through the hall. Here we note that one of the best ways to stay connected to our people and keep keep track of what they are doing is to approach whatever task is before us informally as we move among them. 
that means we have to have connection with them. To connect with people, we have to travel at their speed. You have to express that we care about them. And we doing so, we help us to create a balance between personal and professional interest. You have to really show the people that are following you that you desire genuinely to assist them when a need arises. This is something that all good leaders must do and they share in common. Alright? So, when we take interest in our people as human beings, we have to ensure that we don't cross the line. Because at, at times it's a thin line when your interest becomes inappropriate. So we have to, as part of practice number one, create a healthy personal professional relationship with our followers. Practice number two, quickly. We have to take more of others, especially the people that are following us. John, John, John Maxwell called this See everyone as a 10. 360 degree leaders get more out of their people because they take more of their people. They respect and value them. They value their opinion and their ideas. As a result, their people will willingly follow them. The positive, uplifting attitude that such leaders bring to, to bring to their organization creates a positive working environment where everyone on the team has a place and purpose and they feel valued so they can share in every wins that occurs in the organization. So to shine in this area, we must see people as they, as they are and assist them to move along. So we must see and lead people as they can be, not as they are. And when we do that, we'll be amazed on how they respond to us. Practice number three, we need, and I think this I've gone through several of our episodes now, we need to develop followers as a person. There is so much to good leadership that just getting the job done. Getting the job done makes you, getting the job done makes you a success. But getting the job done through others makes you a leader. We must never forget that. But developing people, why? Helping them to get the job done at the highest level make us exceptional leaders. So in order to develop people around us, we need to keep growing ourselves as well. Continuous improvement. Life not learning. We need to understand that development is a long-term process. It is not short-term. And development is based on the needs of our people. We give them what they need in order for them to become better people. And to do that well, we need to know the desires and dreams and aspirations of our people. So, as leaders, we need to take responsibility for conforming our style to the need of our people, align it, not expecting them to adapt to us. As a leader, our first responsibility is to help others define the reality of who they are and who they can become to help them to overcome any difficulties that may be facing them. So, practice number three. 
implies that we need to get the job done and we need to do it through others. So getting the job done make us successful and getting it done through others make us a leader. We must throw out every micromanagement tendencies in our toolbox because micromanaging people is self-destructive. Practice number four, beloved. Practice number four says place people in area of their strength. This is very, very important. This is very, very important, especially in local parishes and churches. When our team members are continually asked to perform in their area of weakness, they will become demoralized. They will become less productive. In fact, they will not be productive. There will always be rework or defect in what they do, and eventually stress, fatigue, and burnout will set in. That is not what a child of God should be going through. And we shouldn't do that to people that are following us. So successful people find their own strength zone, what they are very, very good at. Because everybody that God created, he has created us with talent, different talent. Everyone. There's no one that was created empty. So successful leaders we always endeavor to find the strength of their people that they are leading and place them squarely in that place so that they can become better. When we place individuals in their strength zone, we can change their lives for the better. Their jobs will become rewarding and fulfilling. Their service in the household of God will become rewarding and fulfilling. And we will see them excel and the organization, the parish as well will excel. So the ability to help people find the best place means discovering their true strength, giving them the right job, identifying the skills they will need, and providing world-class training for them to upskill themselves. So, as a pragmatic leader, we must place people where they are most likely to perform best and succeed. We must not use posting an assignment to expose the weakness of followers. Simply because we have disagreement with a particular worker or a particular minister does not give the PIC the right to move that worker to a place where the person will not perform so that such worker will be demoralized through ridicule. The Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Practice number five speaks to what we all know very well, model the way. You want to be like Jesus? model it. You want people around you to be like Jesus? Model Jesus. Can people see Jesus in you as you lead them? Can people see Jesus in you? So we have to model the, the behavior that we desire from our followers. Leaders set the tone and pace for all the people walking around them. Especially in the house Word of God, in churches, people don't work for you. They work for Jesus Christ, who is the senior pastor, the good shepherd. Therefore, leaders need to be what they want to see. If you want to see Jesus in your people, be a Jesus to them. The behavior of leader determines the culture and the organizational climate in that particular parish. Your attitude, the attitude of the leader determines the atmosphere. 
and the value of leader determines the decision that is made by that leader and people around him. So if decisions are not consistent with values, they are always short-lived. We must understand that our investment determines the return we get. So our character determines the trust that people will have in us. Our work ethics determines the productivity. And our growth determines the potential around us. Because we must understand that the followers today are the leaders of tomorrow. So they are influenced by their leader's value. We want them to have godly values. We need to influence them appropriately. They adopt the working method of their leaders. So if we have good work ethic, people will emulate it and have godly habit. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Practice number six says we need to transfer the vision. As a leader in the, in the middle of an organization, pastor in charge of parish, etc., we will need to transfer visions to others, especially the vision of the mission. For example, in our own particular mission, we want to make it to heaven and we want to take as many as as many as much people with us. So our, our actions must reflect that vision. So leaders in the middle, in the organization, may, they may not always be the inventors of the mission, but they must own it. They must interpret it correctly so that it will inspire people around them. So to interpret the vision, in a, we must interpret the vision in a way that fires off people, that inspire them and set them in the right direction. So, Practice number six indicates that we must interpret the vision to inspire our followers and subordinates. We must interpret doctrines and instruction from higher up to inspire, not to discourage people around us, not to discourage the ministers and the workers. Then practice number seven has to do with reward or recognition of performance. Whatever action leader reward will be repeated, we must understand that and remember it very well. That is why it is important to reward results and to do it immediately. To reward good performance most effectively and give praise publicly or privately, we reinforce good performance. We reinforce good culture in that particular organization. So what is rewarded or recognized will be repeated. But there is a note of caution. We must not take the glory of others simply because we are in a position. God is watching over every brethren, even if they are silent. God is always a jealous God. No one must take credit for what he has done, especially in churches, in our parishes. Exodus 21 1-3. Beloved, this leads us to our wisdom quote for this episode, Proverbs 16 28. The first one, Proverbs 16 28, it says, a dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisper separate close friends. If you are loaded your followers, you must not be a whisperer. You must not spread strife. You must spread strife among ministers or workers in a parish. Then the second quote is from Proverbs 27.9 that says, Oil and perfume make the the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his Earnest counsel. Good counsel will strengthen the team and make the leader do better. Proverbs 30.20 is our last wisdom quote. Proverbs 30.20 says, Whoever 
works with the wise become wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. We shall not suffer harm in our place of assignment in the mighty name of Jesus. So biblical furnaces for this episode. Number one says we must lead like to lead like Jesus, we must learn to serve our followers. And we must use that service to earn their trust and administration admiration because we are influencing them positively. The practices that we have outlined in this episode are seven. And when we reflect upon the practices, you note that leader leading followers requires us to be connected to them. It requires to take more of them than ourselves. It requires to develop them. It requires to understand and locate their potential so that they can succeed. We have to model the way, model Jesus to them. We have to transfer vision to inspire them and we need to recognize their effort. All this requires us, beloved, to talk to God in prayer so that he can assist us. So we pray in, we pray as follows. Father, thank you for the friends that look up to me. Lord Jesus, help me to influence them aright in a godly way in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, almighty God, the practices that we showcase servant leadership instead of self-interest shall accompany my effort in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to need your flock correctly in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. So, beloved, if you are blessed with this episode, we urge you to spread the message as you apply biblical furnaces in what you do, wherever you are stationed. We also would like to invite you to join us at the Redeemed Presidential of God Restoration House, either online or on site in Bloomfontein, South Africa. We also want to hear from you. Please use our public platform in reaching out to us. God bless you until the next episode, episode 13.